The views and opinions expressed by the guests on The Curtain Call do not reflect those of The Curtain Call staff or the Downriver Actors Guild. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Down River's premier theater podcast, The Curtain Call. I'm your host, Benjamin Apostle, and I am joined today by a very special guest. This is Ryan Crum. How you doing? Hey, man. Good, good to be here. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on the show. Let's tell the listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do. Uh, I'm a bass player in Metro Detroit. I play bass for our musical theater in the area. <laughs> right, and what is it that's uh, written on your jacket there that makes you so noteworthy right now? Right now I'm, the, I'm on the national tour of the SpongeBob Musical. Heck yeah, you absolutely are. You are the bass player for SpongeBob the Musical. I guess I am, yeah, thanks. Yes, you are. So let's talk about that a little bit. How did you get to be a nationally touring theater musician. I've played musical theater around Metro Detroit my whole life, and uh, eventually I knew a guy who was on a tour. A bass player ended up quitting that tour, and he called me up uh, and got the gig. What tour was that? Uh, The Producers. Cool. uh, What year? That was 2015. So I've been doing it for a little bit. So was it a thing where they were like here in Detroit and you stepped in? Or were you, where did you go? Uh, They were actually down in Florida. Okay. And I actually knew the keyboard player. He was also from Metro Detroit. Um, And their bass player quit and he calls me up and says, hey, our player just quit. We need someone to fill the void next week. Uh, So it was a really kind of on the spot thing. But, you know, I joined him. So you... Correct me if I'm wrong, you jumped from local musician playing in community theater pits to touring with a professional production. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, you know, I was doing musical theater in community theaters, high schools, a couple of the regional places around town. Awesome. So after the producer's tour ends, what's your thought process like then? Do you pursue a new one? What 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 came next? Yes and no. I mean, touring is great, but it's also nice to be home. Like, I still love doing local productions because, one, you're not stuck in it for you know, 10 months at a time. You get to do more productions in a year. Um, it's so much nicer to be home, sleep in your own bed, things like that. You know, I mean, touring is great, don't get me wrong, but living out of a suitcase gets old after a while. Yeah, the old musician's life on the road. It's weird, man. Um, so with Spongebob specifically, did you, were you called? Did you audition? Yeah, Spongebob was, um, more of an audition process. There was a, uh, a posting online, Playbill.com. They post a lot of, um, gigs there, um, for actors, musicians, for all kinds of theater work. Um, they posted it. They were looking for musicians. Um, so I sent my resume, headshot, uh, some samples of my playing. And they got back to me, asked for other samples of playing, you know, for different styles and everything, and they eventually offered me a contract months down the line. I think I applied in, like, March, and they got back to me in, like, May. Cool, cool. So you you sent that, you were in Michigan when you applied? Yep. Did you have to, like, fly out anywhere? For... No. For a musician, it's different. You don't really okay. have acting roles. In SpongeBob, I kind of do. It's it's unique, but uh, no. Usually, as a musician, they just want to hear how you sound because I'm in the pit. I'm wearing all black. You're not right, looking exactly. at me. I'm not on stage, so it's completely different. They 
don't need to see you. But you did have to send in a headshot, I noticed. Yeah, that. yeah, because with SpongeBob, it's really weird. At the beginning of the show, before the show even begins, they have musicians on stage doing a little pre-show jam slash. We're playing, like, Hawaiian music in the theme of SpongeBob music. If you ever listen to the soundtrack of SpongeBob episodes, you know it's like this campy, Hawaiian, groovy stuff. So they have us on stage in costume playing music like that before the show actually begins. That's super rad. Was that exciting it, for you or stressful? It was stressful, man, because I'm not playing bass. I'm playing the spoons, the musical spoons. Um, never played the spoons before in my life until they said, you know, we, we're not going to haul an upright bass up and down, you know, from the pit to the stage. You, so they gave me spoons. They threw a scuba mask on my face. I'm in wearing Hawaiian shirts and everything. It's it's ridiculous. That's awesome. Yeah. So let's like explain for somebody at home who might not realize what musical spoons are. Just it's spoons, two spoons. Go go to your kitchen, grab two spoons, and you could start playing. Oh, it's like, literally it's a percussion instrument that you play on your 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 what is this? Your thigh and your hands. Awesome. So yeah. you are a professional spooner then. Apparently, actually, I don't know how it came to this, but. Uh, you know, we were just in Philadelphia recently, um, for a couple of weeks and, uh, their musicians union is really strong there. So they actually, the musicians union in Philadelphia has rules, uh, a contract with the theater that we were at. Since our tour was there for over two weeks, um, they kicked some of our musicians out with the musical and they, the company had to hire local union musicians. Oh. So I was kicked out of the pit. I didn't get to play the show. But however, since I have an onstage role in costume, you know, as an, uh, an onstage performer, I had to go in for my pre-show jam and play the spoons <laughs> and not play the bass for two weeks. It was a little ridiculous. Hey, you so, know what? I wish I'd gotten that on my shirt, spoons. Yeah, Ryan Crumb, spoons. <laughs> um, so let's talk about, so you, how many cities, ballpark, has this tour hit? So far? Uh, we started in September, probably 10 or so cities we go to. Usually a city a week is an average. So usually you're sitting down, you get there, you travel on Monday, you get to the new city, and then you play shows Tuesday through Sunday. You play eight shows a week. Sometimes you have split weeks where you're in two different cities for a week. Sometimes we're in a city for a couple weeks, Boston or um, Philly, for example. Um, actually, when we go back in January, um, we actually start... Are a one-nighter stint, so we're in a different city every single night. Uh, so that's gonna—it's gonna wear on people. So what's something about? So let's get into some specifics about SpongeBob, mm. right? Yeah. Are you a SpongeBob fan? Yes, yes. It—I don't know. I mean, I grew up with it, you know. Yeah, as, oh, yeah, as absolutely. A young yeah. millennial, it exactly. was on TV. I watched a lot of it. I mean, and if you go back and watch it, the first season's pretty funny. Oh yeah, no, I that. think a lot of it's great. I'm. Okay. Myself. Yeah, okay. There's no no shame, my friend. Um, yeah, it's great. So how do you it's, think how do you think the musical does in terms of paying respects to the source material? There's a lot of throwbacks. You know, um, they they throw a lot of Easter eggs in for people that watch the show growing up or watch it as an adult. You know, there's a lot of references to jokes that they make. Um, and I mean, everyone is there. You know, Sandy, Squidward, yeah. Mr. Krabs, Plankton. They're all there. Who's your favorite character? I don't know. I not really thought about that. Fair enough. Did you no. ever act? Like uh, I had, uh, I did take an acting class in college. Okay. Once did uh, scenes from The Odd Couple and some other shows. 
Uh, but I don't think it was really my calling. I There's a reason I play the bass. I don't really want to be the front and center guy, you know? I played the trumpet in high school, and oh, okay. it was not for me. I tried to play the tuba, you know? Oh, okay. I would show up to band class with a tuba. Band director would say, no, you're not allowed to play that. You have to leave the class if you're going to try and play tuba. Whoa. That's yeah. a little aggressive. So, Did he have, like, too many tuba players? I think, you know, we had a couple. Okay. We didn't have a ton of trumpet players. So I, I couldn't afford a tuba after high school, and I bought a bass. Did you... Uh, did you do any tours in between producers and Spongebob? Yeah, I, uh, I did a Christmas Story for a few years. It only runs for a couple months a year, November, December, but I've done that for a few years. Uh, earlier this year, I just got off of Something Rotten. Oh, great you know show. show. It's yeah. funny. It's hilarious. Great. What is your favorite tour that you've done? I don't. I, it might be this. I mean, this is the this is a first national, so it's a little different. Okay, yeah. The other so tours had been on the road for a while. They're not sitting down in cities for weeks at a time. Um, and this one, the music's all over the place. You know, it's pop. It music, is pop yeah, music I, from every genre. You know, you're playing country music, hip hop, uh, Aerosmith genres, uh, rock genres. Right. Yeah. So, of all your tours, what is the craziest thing that happened to you on the road or that happened like during a show that you were part of or um during a show or like just on the road both yeah let's let's do both why not i used to room with guys so on tour you're not you normally don't have your own room in a hotel or whatever you do you usually have a, a roommate unless you're like a lead or something music director sure yeah um, so my roommate, uh, was the reed player, plays saxophones, clarinet, wood, uh, woodwind instruments, flute, and all that. Sounds like a good guy. Well, he was a great guy. Great jazz cat. Love, love him very much. Uh, but he was a functioning alcoholic, so every <laughs> night he would go out and, you know, he's at the bar with whoever. Um, one night he actually didn't come home, and, uh, it turns out I found in the morning he was rushed to the hospital with, for, uh, uh, he had to get his stomach pumped, and so... It's. I guess that is a crazy thing that happened yeah, on tour. Yeah, and he was gone. The next day we had a new reed player. Uh, well, not the very next day. We actually had to cover his part in like for the shows that he missed. Uh, we took his book and put it into piano. Uh, other okay. Players. So the show must go on. Unfortunately, they left him in uh, Colorado. And, uh, <laughs> by the time we got to Phoenix, we had a new bass or not a new bass player. I'm the bass player. You we, are. We had a new reed player. That is that is something. It's crazy, man. How about like in regards to the show? The show. Oh man! Recently in SpongeBob, we actually had uh, an incident where the power was shut off mid-song, and this is the big number. This is uh, where Plankton's doing a crazy hip-hop dance. He's doing like a rap and everything. Oh, when the going gets tough. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the tune. And uh, great you tune. Know, I don't know if you've had a chance to see it, but they there's a light show going on, you know, this black light and, you know, hip-hop dancers on stage, dropping the bass, all mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And uh, suddenly, the entire power goes out. You know, there's no there's no audio, you know, uh, there's no lights, and and uh, all you can hear are acoustic vo- vocals, people dancing on stage and acoustic instruments. Uh, it turns out that a local crew person um, from the city had backed their chair up into the power switch. Like the master power switch of the theater. And <laughs> it shut us down for uh, for a few minutes. So they just kept going? We kept playing the song. Uh, yeah. All you could hear were the acoustic instruments like, you know, winds, trumpet, and uh, drums and all that. 
But, uh, yeah, they finished it. They got uh, an ovation afterwards. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. They thought that we think the audience could have thought it was part of the song, but who knows. Well, yeah, with that song in particular, I think it almost works. Right. It's like more than others. Sure, because it's a very electronic song, you know. There's electronic instruments going on, and then suddenly everything's just acoustic. Who knows? Yeah, well, that is that's that's wild. Um, so let's compare. Obviously, so there's going to be some like pretty glaringly obvious differences between being a pit musician mm. around here and doing it for a national tour like SpongeBob. But what are some of the things that you wouldn't you wouldn't think about that are different? Like, and maybe some things that are similar. Hmm. I, I think it's very similar. I, I think it is what you make of it. You can bring as much gear or as little gear as you... Well, I don't know. I think it's very similar. Like, the people doing Metro Detroit Community Theater are capable musicians, you know? They're great players, and I think any of them... Well, maybe not anyone. You know, you for, for specific instruments, you have to be good at those skills. A reed player has to be able to play all their saxophones, their clarinet, their flute very well. Sometimes you're called to play something else, like an oboe or a, a harmonica. Um, for bass, for bass um, I have to be able to play upright electric bass. I have to play with a bow on the upright, play with my fingers. I have to play with a pick on the electric bass. There's some slap in there. So there's different skills um, that maybe not everyone is fun- has. Because I know before I started this tour, I could not play with a pick. You know, if I saw... Uh, in some shows, it calls playing with a pick, like Rent or uh, Next to Normal. You're supposed to play with a pick for a couple songs to get a sp- specific, you know, yeah, rock different edge sound. Yeah. Um, and I could not fake it on this show. I had to learn that skill. So there's skills like that. Yeah. What do you mean? What are the differences? What well, differences? maybe as it pertains to the uh, to the actors and how they interact with the pit and how they follow and hmm. what the some of the the differences. Like, looking up at the stage, the entire experience. You're saying what's different for actors opposed to community theater? And so, as a, as a pit bass player, yeah. the differences between playing for a community theater set of actors versus playing for the professional cast of SpongeBob the Musical. Man, as a bass player, I, it doesn't make a difference. The, I'm not listening to the... The vocals, you know, I'm following the music director. I'm playing with the music. I'm supposed to, as a bass player, my job is to connect the rhythm section with the tonality section. You know, of course, the, the yeah. melodic section. Um, so that's my focus. I'm not worried about what the actors are doing on stage. A lot of times, they're supposed to follow us. You know, um, they're not taking a the lead. They're following. We're on a click track sometimes for some songs where they have just literally a metronome playing in the in your ears. So I would say maybe with community theater, the vocalists have more liberty, you know. Uh, we have to follow them if they take something very rubato or something. But uh, with the tour, you don't have that option. You're following the click track. Yeah, you know, for Plankton's rap. He can't get off on that rap, even though he's singing 16th notes for, you know, eight bars straight. That's okay, yeah. That, that is yeah. a big difference that, you know, it turns out, Apparently, the community theater musicians have a little more liberty. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, yeah, uh, so that's that's interesting. Um, how about the overall environment for a musician? Uh, in, what, in, what in like, the, the, I guess we'd call it the big leagues. That's where you are, you know. What do you mean? Like, uh, the, the treatment of the musicians. Uh, I mean, we're treated like we work at the theater. I don't know what you mean by that. Uh, 
I, I, I feel like I get treated the same at community theater. Um, you know, we, we come here, we're the musicians, and we get the job done. We're going to play the music that you need. Same general level of respect and everything? Of course. I mean, I don't feel disrespected at community theater or, you know, high schools that I've worked with. Okay, it's cool. great. Cool. So let's talk about your relationship with the actors and, like, how actors treat musicians, you know, in professional tours or just in general. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's different than, you know, Metro Detroit because you're living with these people. You know, you live for an entire year with these people. They're your family, they're your community. So everyone's pretty uh, social with everyone else. You know, we're all respectful towards everyone else. Um, but I wouldn't say you're not respectful in a community setting because there's just less interaction, I would say. You know, people do their own things. The musicians hang out with musicians. Actors do their thing. Occasionally there's some overlay, overlap. But uh, on tour, you know, you're on the bus with these people when you're going to different cities. Um, you're all at work together at the theater uh, using the same dressing rooms and all that because, you know, we are in costume and all of that. Yeah, you do. You do hop on stage. Yeah, that happens. Um, so in, uh, theater, a uh, pretty hotly contested topic, it seems like around here, seems to be the, the age-old debate about canned music versus live music in community theaters. Obviously, you're going to have a bias, but let's talk about it. Of course. I mean, budget's huge, too, you know, because a lot of theaters can't afford to hire musicians. It's interesting that musicians are getting paid in community theater and actors are not. I don't, I don't understand why there's a discrepancy there, but I get that um, sometimes a budget issue is the reason you would need canned music. Um, obviously, you know, it's nicer to have live musicians, but you gotta do what you gotta do, you know, to produce art. So you see it as more of a canned music is acceptable if it's a necessity. Sure, yeah. I mean, uh, it's. I feel like it jeopardizes the art because you're not getting live performers. I mean, why don't you have live backing vocals? Why don't you play with the uh, backing vocals then if you are going to use canned music and all that? Oh, know? interesting take. But I feel there's less expression. I don't know. I don't know. No, hey, but you're all. You've you've said some good stuff. Thanks. It's Appreciate all good, it, man. man. Um, so. Uh, classical scores versus modern scores. Hmm. Do you have a strong preference between something as modern as SpongeBob versus something as traditional as White Christmas? Sure. I mean, bass playing has just changed so much since then. You know, I'm not just playing one five one five, the root and fifth of the the tune, right? Um, like you would be with White Christmas with, yeah. or uh, Hello Dolly. Oh you know? yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> it is what it is. But uh, I mean. The bass parts that they're writing nowadays are much more involved, you know, they're much more, I don't know. Elaborate. Yeah. Elaborate, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, like I said, I'm using a pick in some songs, I'm using a bow in other songs. You wouldn't do that in Hello, Dolly. No, absolutely. Or Sound of Music. South Pacific. Right. <laughs> um, so do you have a, do you have a preference? Uh, Traditional versus oh, modern? Definitely modern, I mean. Okay. Musical yeah. theater is just completely different. They, tunes like Error, shows like Avenue Q and oh, Book yeah. of Mormon, it's just the music's night and day compared to traditionals. So you're always, you're going to favor the, the more modern style. Yeah, I can't think of any traditional show on my bucket list. Like, can you name a popular tune or a show that uh, I would want to play? Based on what you've told me? Yeah. No, I, I don't, yeah. I don't uh, think so. Know. So what is, let's talk about that bucket list <laughs> since you brought it up. List. What are your bucket list shows to do the pit for? Dang, I'd love to do Legally Blonde. I feel oh, like that would be a great one. one. 
That's a great I mean, one. The music's so much fun. Um, dang, I don't, I don't have my list in front of me, but there's shows on there. Throw some out there. What do you think? Oh, geez, you want me to just name? Yeah, name some, some contemporary shows, shows? please. Uh, Dear Evan Hansen. Uh, Hamilton. Uh, uh, oh, Hamilton would be great. It's a synth-based book, though. You're playing piano uh, instead of... And you play guitar. So... Yeah, um, I mean, there's... I think there's, what? There's like a King Kong musical now, it, right? Yeah, there like, is, yeah. I yeah, knew someone that... that did that. Or someone that was... Uh, I knew the merch person that uh, was on the Broadway okay. production of that. And uh, she said it was such a spectacle. Like, it wasn't so much the show you came to see. It was King Kong. That thing was the size of the theater. That's super cool. It's insane what they're doing with these shows. Or even like a more modern show that is very contemporary, but it kind of has a... It's closer to an old school feel like Waitress. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. would you... Would that be something you'd be No, definitely not. Waitress is like super poppy... Uh, I don't know. Have you listened to the Waitress soundtrack? Yeah. There's not much going on in the baseline there. Okay, yeah. I, just playing I feel that. T- t- typical... typical. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> so in SpongeBob, what's your favorite song to play? Yeah, I was thinking about that on the drive over here, if I had a favorite song. There isn't one specific favorite song that I have, uh, but there's just different moments in each song like, um, that I, I enjoy. You know, there's different licks that I get to do where I get to show off my, my bow skills on the upright bass or, right. you know, or the, the rock tunes where I get to just dig in with a pick on uh, uh, some Aerosmith. Yeah, yeah, because so, no, SpongeBob has, particular. all the songs are written by, like, you know, individual artists that yep. represent those styles, like Panic at the Disco, yep. Aerosmith, etc. Yeah, uh, uh, Sarah Bareilles did one, I think right? she did. Yeah. They Might Be Giants, Lady Annabellum. Yeah, there's a bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, so, no favorite. Do you have a least favorite song to do a in SpongeBob? Like it was just like so boring, like or you dread it, Dang. or like it's just like there's no good bass part in it. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't. I don't dread things like that when I don't have a bass part because it's just nice to have a, a break. This show is just so nonstop. The music's all over the place, and we are going and we're playing all the time. So it's just nice to have a break when I'm not even playing. Awesome. So how do people react when you meet new people and they ask what you do and you say you're in the touring pit for Spongebob the Musical? I try not to bring it up, you know? It's... Yeah, I I I don't don't think of myself as a celebrity, so it's not a big deal. I'm just playing musicals, you know? And it's not like Spongebob is where my... I don't want that to be my, you know, my capstone. People think of me as, oh my god... The bass player for SpongeBob. No, man, I'm just a, I'm just another person that enjoys theater. Of course, you know? yeah. Uh, are you eyeing anything in the future? Like, let's say SpongeBob closes, what's on the horizon? I don't know. Uh, that the contract goes through August, so I have a few more months on this. But uh, it would be interesting to. I don't know if I if I want to continue to tour. Other than that, I I'll, I'll be back here playing playing shows around the town. Oh, groovy. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be that'd be cool to catch it dagger. I mean, yeah, I was just there earlier this year, right? Literally, I was doing uh, Songs for New World with Dag, and we closed on Sunday, and the very next day is when I left for SpongeBob. So this was the last place I worked before uh, heading out. Super cool. It was a great show. Did you see it? I did. Yeah, it was uh, really. When when did you come? Oh, jeez, which night did I? I I don't. I don't remember. It was so so fun. Jeremy, I, the music's great, you know. Yeah, I knew uh, great actors, most of the people they, involved, yeah. They had great voices. Podcast frequent guest, Melanie Owie. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> also, 
What's she what? up to? Oh, she's been on too many times. We can't have her on. Oh, anymore. really? <laughs> yeah, we gotta, we gotta space it out For a little sure. bit. For she's sure. a super reoccurring character here on the curtain call. Nice. We, we love Melanie. She's great. So, you don't act from what you've said. No, I try not to. But, is there a role that, like, in the right production, do you ever oh. see yourself auditioning? What's the What's the role, if there is one, that you'd want to get on stage Man, and play? For a show, a musical or something? It could be a play. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe something in Adam's Family. That's a great show. Adam's Family's great. Yeah. yeah. There's a what show did I do where there was a really deep voice actor, a baritone or bass? Uh, saw or what is it called? Women on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown. Have you ever heard that show? Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah. It's it's a great contemporary score again. Uh, Latin like cinema. That's the genre I would call this show. Um. Just a really nice boomy bass yeah, singer yeah. that has uh, a couple songs, maybe something like that. That'd be your that'd be your target. That's what would get you to uh, crawl you know, out of the know. pit well, and hop on stage. I did once audition for a show. I had some friends doing a theater um, out in Waterford, and uh, they were doing what theater? Uh, Starlight. What? Okay, gotcha. Is that right. one? That is one okay. of the theaters in Waterford. Yes. Yeah, and they were doing uh, Evil Dead. And they had oh. me come on for Scotty or someone. I don't remember one of the one of the guys. And uh, just reading through the script, man, that terrifies me. You know? Really? Yeah, I mean, to think that the whole show is is going on the your next line. No way, man. I don't want that much pressure. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awful. What? Um, that's hilarious. What advice would you give to somebody? in this area or even in general, who wants to do what you do, who wants to get into playing in a pit professionally? Well, on tours or in locally in Metro Detroit? Let's go with on tours. You have to have a film reel, you know, samples of your playing, um, because if you don't, I mean, how else are you going to submit for something like that? How is exactly. someone going to know what you can do, you know, your abilities? So you have to, uh, and that's that's it. I mean, put your resume together. Remember, yeah, put a resume together to show which the work you've done, but the film reel's crucial, you know, to show that you can play different styles that musicals call for. Um, other than that, keep playing, man. Keep keep experimenting with different genres. Because it is it. Yeah, all musicals are different genres. Yeah, know? just You're, important I'm, like to I be said, a multi tool. I'm playing everything from classical music to hip-hop. It's this whole spectrum. Absolutely. Cool. All right, Ryan, thank you so much for coming on today. We had a fantastic time talking to you, and I'm sure everyone's going to love listening. So say goodbye. Thanks, man. See you later. Ladies and gentlemen, as usual, this has been Unbiased, Unfiltered, and Unscripted, The Curtain Call. Hey everyone, do you have a comment, question, or episode idea? Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and send it over our way. We'd love to hear what you think. And just a quick reminder that all of the content within the Curtain Call is the exclusive property of the Down River Actors Guild. So, copying, publishing, broadcasting, or altering the podcast in any way is prohibited without the express written consent of the Down River Actors Guild. <laughs> None of you would ever think about doing anything like that, right? See you next time!